0: This message should just get to Ruto and to all the cabinet secretaries and especially <laughs> the one for health. You guys, you need to stop joking with our doctor. Mm-hmm. Hello and welcome to the Magnetica podcast. This is a podcast by two 20-something friends, Kim and Phil. We catch whatever life throws at us and try to make sense of it by sharing our thoughts and opinions magnetica will be full of great moments so many oops ifs laughters and tears of maneuvering life as young african women if you want to have a great time and share in our experiment tag along let's journey on together Hi, amazing people. My name is Miss Phil, and as always, I'm excited to be on this platform. Welcome to the Magnetica Podcast. This is going to be an amazing interview, and you know why? I am going to be having a conversation with someone who I love, value, look up to, and appreciate. She's an amazing lady, incredibly smart brain very humble. Oh my God, her humility is something that I really admire. And she has an amazing personality. I don't want to go much into who she is because I want you to meet her lovely voice. So I will let Mary (laughs) introduce herself.
1: Mary, welcome. How are you doing? Hi, Miss Phil. I'm doing so well. Thank you for the wonderful, wonderful introduction. I'm doing fine. How are you?
0: I'm great. I'm really excited. Thank you so much, first of all, for always listening to Magnetica Podcast. I really, really appreciate. Shout out to you for being a big fan and for eventually coming on the platform. I'm glad to be here
1: and I mean your podcasts are just good vibes, good vibes and good energy. I think anyone who who has a vibration needs to be listening to this Magnetica podcast. Really, really good good stuff and good content. Um, Yeah, and I'm glad to be here. It's an honor.
0: (laughs) Amazing. So, Mary, you can we can start from what you do. And before that, let me just put context. Mary and I knew each other in high school. We were classmates. I think at some point we were desk mates, and she was among the cream de la cream of our class, as you can imagine. So having her here is a pleasure and an honor, (laughs) and she has really continued to shine even beyond high school and outside, and we are just grateful to God for you, Mary. Thank you so much. So you can tell people what you do, I guess introduce yourself, and then I will ask the questions as we go along.
1: All right, all right. Um, yeah, we were classmates, uh, from high school. That's like how many years? Ten class, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like you know when we were in high school. I remember seeing like people coming and they'd be like, "Oh, you know, we, we were here ten years ago, and it would look so far now." <laughs> I'm just like, "It was just the other day." Okay, wasn't the other day, but yeah, um, yeah, but yes, I I knew from uh from Kitambu like a decade ago. Um uh, yes, I'm Mary Watika Gitao, currently a doctor, uh working in Nairobi. Um yes, basically that's who I am. And yeah, I'm also I've done modeling, some part-time modeling. Um <clears throat> I'm Christian, a very strong Christian, I which has been me. I mean, that's been me from even high school days. Um yeah, and basically also a lover of life and everything, nice, soft life. I'm a baby girl. And I, I subscribe to baby girl treatment. Imagine Miss Feel.
0: <laughs> hey, Lazima, baby girl treatment, Lazima. You're speaking my language. <laughs> yeah, so you know, let's just start right from high school. I'm just curious when we were getting to high school, where was your mind at? Like, did you know that eventually you wanted to study medicine or you were just like Figure it out? Did you have a variety of options? How did you end up uh, choosing the medical field? Because, you know, the one thing that I hear that uh, if you're a doctor, it's a calling. So I don't know where you get that call from. Maybe you can tell us. <laughs>
1: Uh yeah, it's actually this before medicine is a calling is actually really true. Aki, if you do, do not have a calling, okay please this is not the career for you because there's um a lot that you give more than anyone can actually pay. And I understand there's so many careers where I mean you give more than you're paid. For example, I think teacher, teachers are I think they're not paid for what they do because teachers hold you, especially, you know, the ones who are good, the ones who nurture you, they do more than what their pay is. Like they go over and above. And I feel like medicine has a lot of that. Um, yes, especially medicine at, in, at this present time. But yeah, let's go back to uh form one. Uh, actually, interestingly, that's a conversation I think we've never had um is few. <laughs> um about like where our minds were at like in form one I, I that's a very interesting question i'd like to actually know your your mind as well where your mind was but um for me i i, I had I've always been an achiever i think i used to perform very well in primary but i didn't perform as well in my kcp so you know that uh i think i was in that space of, oh, if you don't perform well, you're dying. It's either you perform well or you're a failure in life. Um, so I, I remember I didn't fail my KCP per se, but I didn't get the marks I wanted. And I didn't get my dream school, which was actually PB, uh, Precious Ladri Router. Uh So I remember just by the time I was joining for one, I was like, man, I'm going to be studying. You guys, I'm not even joking. I don't even want friends. It's just me and books, please. Me and books one side. And um yeah, so that's what happened. I ended up studying a lot in high school. Um, I don't think I was as, as adventurous as you are, Miss Phil. Oh, Miss Phil in high school. You guys should know. But um, <laughs> um, someone should interview Miss Phil, so that they know you a bit better. But um, yes, I, I think that's when I, I mean, studying and I used to perform so well. And I think I used to, I loved my sciences. I did all sciences and I loved them completely. So actually my, by the time I was, reaching from four and were choosing subjects or units, um, I was really debating between medicine and engineering just because I love the sciences. Um, but I think I had an inclination more to medicine because uh, I think seeing people, especially seeing people limp, it used to give me, a, those times when you'd walk in town and see maybe uh, a man who's seated and um, he probably has like an amputated knee and, he's just before it, those things used to just I any mean, they they used to make me feel so sad or uh, you see someone walking with a certain walking style and I'm just like I this is so correctable surely as in just someone should be able to correct this and someone should be able to walk straight even if they've gone through like an accident or whatever um yeah so I think that's where the passion was but also there's a lot of input I have to admit from like people around me especially my parents they're like "Oh, yeah, I think uh, medicine is good for you medicine is better than engineering so I ended up now in this field uh, yeah that's that was me and my headspace in um, in high school what about you Miss Field? I'm sorry I know it's supposed to be me answering questions but I, I really actually want to know where was your head <laughs>
0: at? it's okay it's okay I'll answer your questions too I think it makes it more fun um wow let me first of all respond to what you said let me tell you guys when I was in form (laughs) one Mary stood out because number one she's tall number two (laughs) she used to she still has still have very long hair (laughs) thick long hair and your complexion like you just had the right features. I'm not even surprised that you ended up in modeling. Even if you didn't want, I'm sure you just called you by your name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you guys, I just wanted to tell you, she was, a very, she was so focused. I remember uh, there was this girl in our class. she's called Lavenda uh, and Cynthia and who else? In Form 1, I used to be a backbencher. I used to sit uh, almost towards the back. And I think a lady called Nene. Oh my God, I still remember. I Still remember my classmates, you guys. Good memory.
1: Good I memory, know.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know. Sometimes I used to look at you and would be like, "This girl should I even dress? She's only studying." And especially Lavenda used to say that a lot. She's like, "We, I think she's only studying. She's gonna beat me in exams." And I'm like, "Well, <laughs> you better get your <laughs> your head straight into the books." Because we used to sit behind. Um, most of us before now we were shifted as they as we went to other you know other forms. Wow, when I was getting into high school, I, I think I was I was almost in shock. I, I was almost excited but shocked. So you know what happened We did mm-hmm. the first exams I will never forget. we did the first exams. Man for the first time in my life I was not among top 10 i was not even top 15 i was not even top 20 you guys let me tell you <laughs> i was <laughs> i was in the middle we were 16 in our class or 50 i'm not sure but i was in the middle and i was so disappointed but when i was joining for one because i think i came like two weeks late I was just excited to be in a new school. I was excited to be in a good school. I was excited to be surrounded by beautiful girls. I think the first time I was just, I I think I was just, I was just, I was just there. I didn't even know. I was just existing. I was wondering, oh my God. The only thing I think I didn't like was the fact that you were eating gibberi. I didn't think that in our school, we could eat gibberi. That's the only thing I didn't like. But most of the things, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So my headspace was not actually in books so much. It was for the experience. And I think I'm, I'm, I'm quite an adventurous person. I tend to think in high school I was very quiet but I was very active in drama, was very active in activities. I really tried to join as many clubs as I could in Form 1. I think I was in like five or six clubs until you reach Form 3 and you're like, okay, I can't be in all of them. I can't be in all of this. I need to choose. Uh, but I think eventually drama club just called my name. So I settled down there. That? For me, I was just, I, 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 I was not so much into books I was for the experience until I failed my first exams and I remember my dad was like don't worry you've now met other brilliant girls now you just need to pull up your socks and I think after that I was always performing better I think in form four when we did our mock exams was it mock or pre-mock mock I really performed so well I performed better my KCSE results were a shock. <laughs> but, you know, you just accept and you move on with life. So when I was also going to high school, I didn't know what career I wanted to study. I, I, I was at a space where I just wanted to discover what I love, what I like. And I must thank our class teacher, Mrs. Mwindi, because she was very instrumental in helping me choose the subjects and also choose... um what I'd like to do after form four I actually came across journalism because of her she's the person who actually made me realize you know what you can be a good journalist you speak so nicely you always read nicely in class and I was like yeah I can tell you guys for sure for me my best subjects were just Kiswahili, Swahili not the grammar part <laughs> the set books the rest and history, the rest of the subjects, I was, I was, I was just like God. You, you and I know we need to pass these exams, but okay. I must say that there are so many people who really helped me. The study groups that we had, it was just amazing. It was amazing, and of course, if Mary is your classmate, you will not sleep. Trust me, you will read. <laughs> Yeah, so now that uh, you are a doctor, you graduated, congratulations for that. Do you think you chose the right career or are there any regrets <laughs> now that you're torn between medicine and engineering?
1: Gosh, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, congratulations as well for uh, the achievements you've gotten. Uh, for the career, imagine, I, I, I believe this is where God wants me to be. Uh, but it took a while for me to get here. It wasn't that I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I feel like some people know, you know, they're like, I knew, 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 knew. My, mine was like a gradual knowing. And the more I studied, the The more I knew, I was like, okay, this is where I want to be. Um, Yeah, I don't regret. I don't regret being here in this space, but it has new challenges. I think as you guys might have known or maybe don't know, I don't know. Um, there's like a lot of challenges facing the healthcare sector, especially when it comes to workforce employment um, and just also the facilities, um, <clears throat> especially in the county government uh, level. Uh, but like all that's accounted for and t- taken into account, I, I think I really, this is the path I know I'm I was supposed to be on, and I'm grateful every day that I was able to back that degree and I'm able to serve. this capacity yeah
0: amazing let me tell you i knew if there's one thing i knew even if i didn't know what i wouldn't do i knew for sure i could never be an engineer first of all i used to fail horribly in physics (laughs) the physics teacher almost hated me she thought that i i just chose not to pass but i was really reading but it was just not working out number two I knew I could do medicine, but somehow, somewhere, somehow, somewhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't think I can stand blood and injecting someone. It's very cringe for me. I remember and to digress a bit, I remember there was a time I went to a nursery for young kids. I could not hold myself back. I just cried I think I'm very I'm extremely sensitive and that realization early realization also made me just know that I, I, I cannot work in the medical field unless I just do pharmacy I just deal with medicine I never have to you know inject people or anything I think being a doctor is among the people with the biggest heart so I'm just going to ask you this question and put you on the spotlight. How does it feel as a doctor when when you lose your patients or when you know that this is like near case of you know, I, I don't know, how do you guys deal with that? because i I don't know I don't know if I could ever have you have you dealt with that already?
1: uh all right. I, as you're speaking about the the kids center that you went to, imagine even me started tearing up because I kind of felt like I know what you're going to say. I just know what you're going to say. <laughs> so I was kind of I was like, oh, I was feeling a bit emo. Um. Um, To answer your question, okay, before I answer your question, uh, one thing you mentioned was self-awareness, like you were, I think you were able to identify very early on, that me I can't stand blood, me I can't stand injecting someone, and I feel like that self-awareness is really, comes in handy, even in choosing a career, and I feel like I don't think I had that self-awareness when I was in high school, Um, yeah I don't think I even exposed myself to the hospital environment before I chose medicine so trust me I got a lot of shocks on the way (laughs) um yeah so um for the how to handle a patient uh, when they die so uh I think first year is the year most people just are like what the heck is medicine because you deal with cadavers which are dead bodies um, and you end up like kind of be learning through the dead bodies and uh, they it usually have a very bad smell awful smell um but i f- somehow that year was so easy for me okay not easy but like it wasn't hard uh for me to uh deal with the dead bodies i think it's maybe i don't know just maybe the thought that they've already gone Uh so I thought, I don't know, that was easy. The part that was hard was actually what you're asking, like, how do you handle seeing a patient die? And that happened in Tadiya. So Tadiya um, at the University of Nairobi, where I studied, uh, is the year where you transition from like the basic sciences, uh, chemistry, et cetera, uh, to actually now managing patients uh, in the ward. And uh, whew, I started with uh, a particular rotation. It's called Medicine. Oh, my God. And um, the first week, um, we were given, like, these books. You're given books where you're supposed to fill in for every procedure that you do. Ex- examples, like, now putting lines. And so you have this book that has, like, spaces you're supposed to fill. And ask, uh, or whoever is over seeing you should sign that you've done the procedure. So your week one for me was this go around the hospital try figure out where these procedures are being done and how you can you know participate and let me tell you <laughs> that first week i i saw three patients die in a, in a span of a week and um out of those three patients two are actually kids uh especially kwadza one one had just been born maybe 2 days before and then I don't know. I think they got some fever, but the mom didn't know about like fever in a small child because it was a first time, mom. So by the time she's bringing the baby, hi, the baby was so. I think, I, I think he was really far gone, far to, to go and and, um. Let me tell you, I do not know this about myself. This is what I'm saying. So awareness is important. I just went into some emotional. Uh, low um and I didn't know at the time what it was I I I can't call it depression but I just remember feeling so low so non-motivated I just I remember saying I'm not even going to school the next week so the the second week I just didn't go to school at all and my work was to wake up watch movies morning to evening (laughs) and I think that's how I dealt with it then um quite immature i have to say but i that's how i dealt with it then um i remember even wanting to quit med school because of that experience actually so i was like I surely this this cannot be me i'm seeing dead people people dying like you you think you can help but there's nothing you can do because that's inevitable in the field of medicine um yeah so i remember trying to change courses thinking about "Hmm, should i have tried piloting and etc. and just realizing no no my heart is still here um yeah, so what ended up happening is um, I we formed a group of it was a discussion group, uh, but with that discussion group, I started I decided to start opening up and talking about the experiences I have, um, and uh, also I think um, through that I was even able to start therapy at some point, um, and all of that enabled me to, to uh, number one vent, <laughs> and I realized that when you, once you vent with your fellow colleagues, it becomes easier like. For some reason they understand you better and it's like okay someone has had what i'm saying and and then you either pray or you just go out and have a good time a laugh maybe go for karaoke um and then therapy really came in handy because now i was able to realize that first of all i'm a very emotional person like you're seeing you're also sensitive even me i'm very sensitive by the way <laughs> and emotional like i think through my my heart i don't even think through my brain at all um so some things just affect my heart way before i even and start thinking um but i learned uh some how to cope with that and how to you know if it's grieving to allow myself to grieve although and also there's a lot of things that <laughs> that um a doctor has to go through through or you have to kind of learn for example you also have to learn how to not be too engaged or too attached to a patient which used to happen a lot as well um, such that when a patient anything happens to that patient you are just it's like you've lost your mom it's like it's really life and death for you you're just done you know and you can't do that for every single patient and still be effective so like learning how to still be there and be emotionally present but also to know your boundaries Ah, it's been a journey it's still a journey honestly but i have not gotten the best balance but i'm still on that journey um yeah but it's hard i have to admit actually don't don't assume doctors don't feel it i everyone feels it They actually feel it a lot, Um, different people, different ways, but yeah, maybe that's why the suicide rates for doctors is high. And yeah, I honestly think there's been like new advocacies for mental health for doctors, spaces where we can talk about all these things without um, hiding. If one needs to cry, they cry and et cetera. So um, there's some advancements, honestly, in trying to support the mental health of doctors or healthcare professionals, really, including nurses and everyone else who works in the world. Or in hospitals yeah gosh I've talked a lot <laughs> wow
0: I, I think we needed to know that because uh, I've been on the other side sometimes I'm a patient sometimes it's a loved one who's a patient and you know sometimes you interact with doctors or nurses and you're just like don't they have hearts don't they have feelings can they see that my patient needs critical attention And it's just good to know and to remember that they are humans too. And I think when you said that um, it's important for doctors to have a boundary when they're dealing with patients, it explains why from this side, sometimes you you feel like your doctor is aloof there, but not there. But now I kind of get why. And I think most people get the reason why. And yeah, I think mental health is really important. And the reason why I say this is because from my own experience, I've seen that the person who's sick is normally taken care of. People will come to see that person. People will pray for that person. People will show love, spend time and do all manner of things. But what about the person who's taking care of a sick person? So you can imagine, what about a doctor who's dealing with numerous number of patients? What about a doctor who just also had hope in a patient getting better? And you know, sometimes you get better and I see it with when people are almost dying. They get better and then they just die. It's sort of like they just wanted to come back home and die. So I think it's very important that you found a space to share And also that mental health is now being introduced to our doctors because we need them taken care of so that they can even have more strength to take care of us when we are sick or whenever we need consultation. And this message should just get to Ruto and to all the cabinet secretaries and especially the one for (laughs) health. You guys, you need to stop joking with our doctors. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. that. When you're sick, even just a simple migraine, it's not even simple, any part of your body, as long as it's not, if it's not functional in pain, you cannot do anything. And we just need our doctors treated right so that we can have... Good health care in this country. It's not just for the rich people. I'll say it is for everyone. We all deserve good health care. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mary. <laughs> I sound a bit angry. <laughs>
1: no, no, no trust me. trust me I would I'm just me, I'm trying to be decent over here, but honestly it's it's quite frustrating and And knowing that we have talent, knowing that people have actually worked so hard because it doesn't end in high school, it doesn't end in med school. Like the actual work of being a doctor is is hard. And yet we have so many qualified, trained, well, you know, young people with visions like myself, you know, and with the expertise that we need yet, we see like our county, from governors, let's talk about governors, okay? (laughs) Because we are now under the county system, you know, to even our our president or vice president, none of them seem to be shocked by you know the fact that, that we have like 4000 unemployed, unemployed doctors in the country why why are we and that if you look at the county level like the hospitals actually maybe there's only one or two doctors to handle all the patients how is it supposed to like how is it supposed to work honestly and um honestly even for them if they were doctors they would honestly see there's a problem so i totally agree with the anger the fume the rage um Yes, I hope this gets to them. I totally agree.
0: Yeah. Let's let's now go to the good the good side. I'm I'm just curious because you know, being a doctor looks all serious. What is like the most fun or interesting part of being a doctor that you personally love and you enjoy?
1: Um hmm. I, I really love I think I love my colleagues. Honestly, I won't even lie. I have gotten Great people in the field of medicine, like any other field, I guess. But um yeah, great people. You say I'm humble, but there are people who I'm, I kid you not, humility, and they are very brilliant. Now, I, if you thought high school was the place where you went and you felt wow people are brilliant, now come to med school. Let's go cool. everyone's brilliant. Like <laughs> everyone is a chopy from whichever high school, and uh, but you'd find like very interesting characters. Uh, so I feel like I really enjoy the people um you also get to interact i feel like also meeting patients and just working in the hospital environment there are actually some very funny moments in the hospital where only just healthcare workers i i have enjoy i really i have to admit i really enjoy working in the hospital because there's some things that are just outright funny and it's only you and maybe your colleagues that can get that um yes but another thing i really like uh, being in the healthcare space is uh being on social media. I am so pro going on vacations, so pro <laughs> baby girling as I mentioned earlier, uh, so pro you know eating well, dining well, uh, looking good, uh, snatched, <laughs> uh, you doing your manicure and pedicure and like all that all that stuff. I'm really for pro it um, and for it, and especially now seeing doctors entering the social media space and you know showing that they also have a life outside the hospital, like I am a hundred percent for it. So. Yeah, I feel like people should normalize it. Normalizing your serious doctor on social media in a bikini on, on the beach. <laughs> yeah. On a yacht. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't think I, I I can normalize seeing my doctor. <laughs> like you you're having why are you having fun? <laughs> See,
1: yeah, that's I'm a thinking. problem because now we yeah. have to keep up an image. You know, we have to act <laughs> like we don't go on vacation too, Surely, who doesn't go on vacations in this day and era? You know, let the doctor, if it's that time for a break, let them go. That's a way to even distress. That's part of the mental health they need. Let them enjoy life. And then when it's time to work, they work. So I honestly am an advocate of soft life uh, for even the boy child, not just the girl child. Um, especially in the medical field, and it, and I think you shouldn't feel shy showing it off on social media. Though I I do know we are still we are still uh, taking baby steps in that era because I'm sure even the like, people who hire, if they I don't know I feel like it's, a, it's like a sensitive topic over there. But me, I'm totally pro self life, okay?
0: <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah. I guess doctors are human beings after all.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: So let me ask you, right? I'm just I'm I'm just curious. When you get sick, do you treat yourself? Do do you know like this is what I need, this is what I need, this is what I need, or do you go and actually get checked? If you've ever gotten sick while you started practicing, I'm just curious.
1: <laughs> Wait, hey, you treat yourself very fast. Very fast. Like I <laughs> should um, have been, been a doctor very first <laughs> i should have been a
0: look at me now
1: <laughs> uh, but honestly okay though how many times have i gone to see a doctor i i i actually the, okay but i think it's after i've tried my the medications that i think would work for me and they haven't maybe uh, succeeded that's when i i'd go to a specialist uh but yeah, you basically know probably what you're suffering from. So most of the times, you're like you you can just self subscribe uh, or subscribe meds to yourself. It's not it's not allowed actually. I don't think it's allowed. But I, I well, <laughs> to be honest, yeah. But I've seen doctors actually. And at the time, I was actually quite sick. Um, so at that one, I had to you know actually see a doctor and they do all the lab tests and etc. Uh, yeah, but there yourself self, self self subscription small small illnesses. Where wow. you take something, and you realize oh, I am feeling much better.
0: Yeah. Wow. It's sad that I can't interview myself, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So now you mentioned social media, and you have <laughs> conversations with Mary G. Tell hey. me about that. <laughs> uh, I really enjoy watching the reels that you create. They are very encouraging. They lift your spirit, especially when you watch them after a long day at work. It sort of reminds you, just take a break. Tell me about Conversations with Mary G.
1: Yeah, so Conversations with Mary G is basically uh, a a segment uh, that I started this year. And it was mostly because of the, I decided to share the conversations I have uh, with people in my life, in my circle of uh, of friends or s- spheres of influence, um, conversations that are uplifting and motivating, uh, mostly because of also that, I think at the beginning of the year, there was a lot of, end of last year, beginning of this year, there was a lot of, you know, this case of where we are not being employed as doctors and it it was getting a bit difficult, even for myself mentally, I have to admit. And I just needed like the positive Vibe or the positive message uh, to be shared, and I, I needed conversations around me to be positive for me to be able to tackle every single day. And so that's where the segment is from. Uh, ideally, it's supposed to just be any conversation whatsoever that is uplifting, that is wholesome, that is supposed to you know give you that extra push to just take an extra step for the next day. Um, yeah, so basically that's where conversations with me actually, uh, began. Um, yeah, and it's, conti- it's going to continue um, for a, a couple, for maybe this year, the, a proper whole year. Yes, <laughs> and I'm glad it's inspiring you.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I I was happy when I saw you do that. And there is an episode or a video that actually caught me, where you spoke about self love, and I remember that day, <laughs> I was feeling you know those days where you feel work my body was my whole body was in a lot of pain I was just feeling like am I gonna get through this like so much was happening and I was just like you know what I'm going to interview this girl (laughs) and I have not watched all her episodes I need to go start watching them and I remember I started from the first one until the one that you had just recently uploaded and That one for self-love, I think I watched it like a few times and it just stood out. Maybe you can talk to us about self-love because I think 20-somethings, sometimes life just doesn't go how you planned. You could have studied medicine and then it takes you a long time to secure a job. You could have gone to... Campus, and maybe it's not even the campus you wanted. Maybe you're not even you've not uh, been called to the high school you wanted. Probably you're having so much drama at work. Probably you've been diagnosed with a chronic illness. Probably you've been heartbroken. You know, you are almost at the verge of getting engaged to someone. So much could just happen to someone, and you just feel worthless. You just feel like I don't matter. You just feel down and you're almost getting into depression. How do you love yourself in the lowest moments? You can just tell us from your own experience, what has worked for you as a young person?
1: Yeah, so um, that segment on self-love, that particular reel, um, yes, (sighs) It, it was actually a very vulnerable deal for me. <laughs> I'm not the most vulnerable person. But yeah, that was me honestly just speaking my heart and um, just reminding. It was also for me during that period, I was, I was kind of feeling what you're saying, the, the low, you're feeling like you're completely low and things are not working out the way you thought they would. You've put in the effort, the time, the, everything that you needed, you know, and it's still not working. And, and um, the, that honestly just takes a hit on, I think every single person including doctors <laughs> um yeah it just takes a hit on your your person who you are and the feeling of worthiness the feeling of deserving of you being and deserving of love um yeah but self-love is basically just having you remind yourself that you're worthy of love and a few things that I do honestly uh when it comes to self-love uh, I think sometimes, okay, first of all, I feel like that message of self-love sometimes has been misconstrued to be like, you have to go and spend money. You have to go and either do that pedicure or manicure or to take a trip to the which, I mean, that's a form of self-love, but it doesn't always have to be money. And not all the time you have the money to actually do that. Um, it it can involve just writing notes, which I do a lot. Um, I have like sticky notes hung up on, a, on, a, on, the, on the side of my bed, on the wall, as well as on the mirror, such that everything day in the morning you know as you're looking at yourself just do things over there and remind yourself you're you're that girl you're the <laughs> you're the beach let me just call it that you're you're the you're the bad girl you're you you got it you know or uh, some people don't subscribe to that so some, some people subscribe to you're the love doer you know and um, just writing those notes of reminding yourself that you actually are worth it um yeah and i think that message of self-love was also uh, specifically to my fellow healthcare professionals to know that their effort sometimes the, again as I told you the effort sometimes goes unrecognized and noticed and even unpaid um but you're worthy of that you're worth you're you're in the right place doing the right thing and um even if no one is seeing, God actually is seeing and rewarded and he rewarded it in in his own way, in his own time. Um yes, so it, it's just it was just honestly a, um, a motivation uh to every single person that you're worth it. And you don't need um people to affirm affirm or sometimes accolades or people clapping to for you to know that you're worth it. You're worth it. And yeah, just doing small, small things that would remind you that you're worth it. Um that's self-love.
0: Wow, it's amazing. You know what? It's so hard (laughs) to love yourself when you're not at your best uh, self, emotionally, physically, spiritually. It's usually hard. But I think something I discovered is if you can do that for yourself, then who will? And I think we focus so much on the good times, on loving ourselves when everything is working out but unconditional self-love is loving yourself through the madness through it all and after i watched that particular reel i sat down with myself and i told myself i uh, i carry myself every day i have me every day and i'm going to love myself through it all through it all, let me not be the person who puts myself down or who hates myself when things are tough. Just be kind to yourself and talk to yourself as you would a friend. That really works for me. Sometimes I sit down and I'm like, if my friend was here, if Kim was here, what would I tell her? And that's exactly what I tell myself, that, you know, it will be okay, you'll get better. Or today was, today was a bad one, tomorrow we try yeah it's it's been patient and my heart goes out to all the doctors I really I'm praying for you doctors have been a significant part of my journey and one day I'll talk about them but I really really appreciate the value of just having a good doctor in your life it goes a long way yeah Let's talk about modeling. the modeling Doctor. What is your stage name? Do models have a stage (laughs) name? (laughs)
1: Um, yes, I did have one. Uh, it was called the it's actually called the modeling Doctor, yeah. Or Miri G.
0: (laughs) The Modeling Doctor. How did you come? How did you come across Modeling? I I I'm sure for some people probably who were in high school with they probably saw you and they were like, What? (laughs) They were shocked. I think I was not shocked. I was like, "Yeah, she deserves to be there. She deserves to model," because as Ayala mentioned, you, 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 your physical features really, 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 yeah, you just look like a model.
1: <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> I was shocked by my own self, honestly. I, I had, well, it was. I have a family member, a cousin who's older maybe like eight years older than I am. And she she used to be more like now the supermodel. She's done a lot more runways than I have. And um, I think she used to say, she used to be like, you look like a model whenever, I was so young at the time. But I never thought, (laughs) never in my wildest dreams that I ever thought that I'd be demodeling. But I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. Um, I'm shocked you weren't shocked because me, I was shocked by my own self. (laughs) Uh, I came across a poster when I was in second year, and it was uh, a competition, this um, Miss this campus competitions for modeling. So I tried and I actually won and and I enjoyed it. I got the title. Working through it to you know build something was a bit of a challenge, honestly, because I I don't know, it wasn't something I had really envisioned for myself, but it gave me a really deeper look into or a deeper dive into myself. I learned that I'm a creative. So you remember what I said, like in high school, me, I just was it was me books and god me books and god friends came later even <laughs> um but i feel like now that space of modeling gave me the ability to dive into my creative self and i realized hi hey, i'm a creative and you know everyone is a creative But they for all the guys listening and you think hi hey, me i'm more of a scientist tell me i'm a study i'm a i don't know what they call it a bookworm or whatever you still have a creative side in you trust me you have it tick up or somewhere um whether it's creating writing books or whatever it's you have a creative side um yeah so I feel like that's the biggest opportunity that I got to um discover myself creatively and and discover wow like I, I do like fashion in a sense haven't done much in that but <laughs> those are things I know I want to delve deeper in as as time moves on so yeah um yeah that was modeling basically for me just and also just an encouragement everyone has a creative side so please don't look down upon yourself you're a creative yes even if you lean more into being a scientist and into the sciences yeah
0: yeah everyone is everyone is a creative at whatever field they're at there's a creative part of you that you use to solve problems and come up with solutions so what did modeling teach you what did you learn (laughs) apart from shocking yourself
1: Well, I learned I could walk on heels because that was (laughs) never me. (laughs) Yeah, I've been at Tumbo all my life. Um, yeah, walking on six-inch heels, that that was new. Um, understanding my body, that's another thing. I I do I I think before I was very shy and I don't know, reserved. Um yeah, so modeling, of course, because of the outfits you're going to wear and the runways you're going to walk and people just, you know, shout. even people just pointing out like, wow, I like this feature about your body really made me understand myself body-wise. Um, met really good friends, um, also met, the modeling model is also not very, um, it's not very, you need to be assertive. Your voice needs to be heard and you need to also put boundaries, especially if you have values. Like now, I felt like I had to really stand up for my values uh, when I was modeling. That was kitambo kidogo, yeah. So you have to also know your values, know your boundaries, um, so that you don't um, fall or don't be trapped into, or don't get into sticky situations where you never even thought you were supposed to go. But I feel like, honestly, if if you're tall, (laughs) if you even even if you're short if you're thin or big like i think there should be modeling for each and every single size so i really applaud like the plus size modeling i think there should be like a modeling a runway for even the short people and like just different such that every single person can um embrace who they are because that's what modeling did for me i was able to embrace myself really properly um yeah so that's the i think that's another thing i learned from modeling would you would you have that tried modeling I feel
0: like you would. <laughs> I think I I think I would. However, um I I did try modeling when it was called catwalk. It was called catwalking when you were kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So in our church, we used to have these conferences. I remember that time Kibaki was the president. There were so many cases of HIV. There were so many drug abuse in 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 the country. And our church decided to create awareness. So they held a conference. And there was a whole catwalk. And they actually won. So guys. I'm not even five feet. I'm not even five feet. So if there's a category for really short people. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me. But I, 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 I think one thing that I know. When you put yourself out there. For whatever reason. You always end up amazing yourself and learning so much about you because first of all you'd be like i didn't know i could do that i didn't even know i could do that i i have loved seeing models on the runway i used to binge watch it used to be called what tyra's show the next african the, the next top model in in America. America's next top model. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to be watching at night every Friday on KTN. I think what I love is the glamour, the glow. I really enjoy wearing different costumes. You know, you just completely transform the way you normally look. I think I I, I enjoy seeing that and I enjoy doing that. So just like you, I recently did a photo shoot and this photo nice. shoot decided I'm going to wear dresses because I also don't wear dresses quite often. <laughs> I'm quite also on the tomboy side. <laughs> I love my jeans, but I decided to just get out of my comfort zone and embrace my femininity and embrace my body, the good side, the bad side <laughs> and... It was it was fun. It was fun. It was it was nice. I still have some of the photos with me, and I'm like, I don't want to share this on social media that's too close to my heart.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I
0: think it's usually wonderful to always take on a new challenge.
1: It teaches you a lot about yourself. Are these the photos you posted on International Women's Day? Because girl, you were looking so glad. <laughs> I was like, wow. Are those the photos? Yes. <laughs> No, yes, like okay. i love them i love them thank i love them
0: 100 thank you when i looked at that photo i was like who's this girl i actually feel like a young woman i actually feel like you know i'm, I'm growing hey miss phil we're growing we're no longer children <laughs> no, <Yeah>. children's
1: <laughs> no children's here
0: no children's here yeah so since we're recording this a day after women's day obviously i have to ask i have to ask you a question and the first question i will ask is which woman are you celebrating or has really been you know that woman for you in your career in your life that you want to give a shout out to and when this podcast is out you will you will send them (laughs) you want to appreciate they can be as many as you want
1: Wow, um, yeah, a couple of women. Honestly, women are amazing. <laughs> I think we need to celebrate women every single day because, I mean, they just, we are amazing. Um, the first woman is definitely Joyce. <laughs> you already know who Joyce is. My mom, I, <laughs> my mom has been, like pillar all along, all through, um, yeah, I really, I don't know. I, I definitely wouldn't have been here, of course, because she gave birth to me. I wouldn't have been here without her. But she, I mean, I mean even just in the journey of life, she's been so instrumental, um yeah to my girlfriends um both from like uni some from high school you guys know yourselves um shout out to us bad samora kathleen (laughs) um shout out to joy shout out to rachel victoria from high school um shout out to faith baker yeah all these ladies have really been instrumental i mean I, i can actually I can list so many ladies um shout out to you Miss Phil for all the work you're doing (laughs) Um, and by the way let me tell you Miss Phil um I don't know if I should call you your real name but the one we used to call you in high school uh, because Miss Phil is like a it's like a new one but um it's (laughs) okay so um Phyllis, as we used to call you in school, so like those you talked about me inspiring you, I feel like you really inspired me, and I don't know if I'm allowed to share this, but I'll still share it. Um, it was Form Three, where and we were having our house drama, so we used to have inter-house competitions. And, of course, as Miss Phil has told you, she was very active in the creative space and just drama and all that stuff. And uh, I don't know if it was from 3 or from 4, but all I do remember is we were competing. I think it was Form 3. And Miss um, Phil here, <laughs> was then, <laughs> was the lead dancer. The lead dancer, okay? The lead dancer. And um, I do remember you were dancing so vigorously because you really wanted your team to, I think your team wasn't, your house wasn't performing so well. I I just have to say this is a this is where I say that my house won that that year. But <laughs> I remember you. Your house was, like, uko number 10 out of 12, eh? 10. Yeah. Oh, well, I think it was uko chini-chini. And you really wanted to, like, improve the ranking. And you were dancing so hard. And I think there was something that had happened to your outfit. So, Hey, <laughs> I, uh, I, I remember. Need to talk about. I can never forget that story because <laughs> I feel like we need to talk about the story because it's almost, like, the same way we would say period shaming. Anyway, this, like, it was, I feel like, okay, so, let's the story is you had this outfit where you had... Um, like a a lesso, I think, that was tied to your boob area uh, at the back. So it was like strapless. And um, of course you had a skirt. I think it was a rubber skirt or something. I'm not so sure. Can't remember. But I do remember that as you were dancing, because you were dancing so vigorously, the... (laughs) Um, this less around your book area. Was kind of going lower and lower, and uh, people were screaming. Like people started screaming because now I was in the audience, and we were screaming, kind of telling you, ah, you know, um, take care of your like. But I don't think you were even hearing because, of course, when you're on stage, you don't hear that stage. realized when I started modeling, like you never even hear what you don't even see people <laughs> because you're so busy on the stage. Um, and then somehow it did slip off, or I think, yeah, I think it did slip off a bit, and. It did, yeah. And then and then I think the judges were there, you know. Hey! I think the judges they were to judge based on decency and et cetera. But I don't know who told you it's like falling. So you left the stage and then you went off. And I remember just thinking, ah, I remember feeling sad because I remember just thinking, oh, my God, this girl, is she embarrassed? Like, guy, me, I, me I'd, like, I'd die. Like, it would be like, <laughs> end of story, I'm not going back. Yeah, but who's Miss Feel? Who's Phil <laughs> Phyllis changes, like dresses up, put the the, the less of back, ties it, and in less than a minute, she's back on stage, being the lead dancer again. I'm just like, mm, why is this girl getting this big and this energy? I wouldn't have come back. I kid you not, I wouldn't. <laughs> but you came back and then I remember you continued dancing and then the same thing almost happened again. And you had to leave the stage again, and then you you didn't stay for so long. You came back on stage now with, like, a better rap, I think. And then now you dance throughout till the end of the presentation. And I do remember, um, I just remember thinking, my God, I want that, like, big, I want that, I don't know, what's it called? The resilience. The yeah. fact that you, like, you would it was, I would be very embarrassed myself, I kid you not, and I think even every, because people were screaming, you know, but you just did not care, you just did not give a damn, and let me tell you, I, sometimes in life, I honestly throughout out my life for this period that I've lived, I remember that day, I cannot forget, and you know that day, and I just, I wake up, I'm like, "Uh ah, even if you've fallen, even if you've done, even if you've embarrassed yourself, you know, (laughs) you just wake up, continue like nothing ever happened they will sort themselves out and i do remember you actually won an award you remember yeah you won an award for that resilience that tenacity of still rising up even after you know it wasn't a misgiving on your end and it, i mean i don't think there's anything you could have done at the time um but yeah i feel like you that resilience of tenacity let me tell you if people people need to know this about Phyllis, Phyllis is tenacious like she is <laughs> you can't put this guy down I'm sorry try another one go another place please no not finish okay because <laughs> she's gonna come up she's gonna rise again and honestly you talk about me inspiring you me I I on, honestly hold on to that memory I remember even coming to talk to you after that and I remember thinking oh my god how's your mental like how are you feeling you know are you feeling okay and yeah. you were just you were like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I'm good I'm like yeah <laughs> This is what this is what I want. I want this for myself, okay? This is like a quality I really want. Um, yeah. So people who don't know Phyllis, i miss feeling <laughs> here, please don't try and put her down. You'll just make her stronger, okay? Just go somewhere else. Just um for the haters out there who, if there's any hater, I don't think there should be. <laughs> if there's a hater though, hey, they don't know. They are firing you up, they're just <laughs> adding fuel. <QL. laughs> Yeah, so you really stand by the way.
0: Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. I I I honestly don't usually remember that moment. Thank you for reminding mm-hmm. me. I don't know what was yeah. going through my head, but I just knew that I have to finish. I am committed to my house. Yeah. And I have to finish. I just remember that was the only thing. And I remember my deskmate is the one who really stood up on top of a chair, Brenda. And she was like, She's the one who made me realize, okay. My boobs are out. <laughs> my costume yeah. is down. I think she shouted <laughs> and she stood on top of a chair and pointed. And I was like, "Okay, what is happening?" And I think in a moment I just said, "Let me leave and come back." I think in my head there was no. I, I think quitting. There's no quitting option in my head. Mm. And mm. thank you for reminding me for that moment. Oh my God! It was in front of <laughs> all the girls in <laughs> I was famous for that, by the way, all of a sudden I became famous <laughs> because
1: of that incident. <laughs> I mean, the, the 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 judges give you an award, so, I mean, even if, like, but I, I think they give you an award, that's the thing, that's a quality we, yeah. we need, and it's a quality you have, and it's a quality I admire, and I, I really try to remind myself at times to just be, be like, even if things are wrong yeah like there's no quitting yeah that that was the point yeah you do not quit um yeah i really love that about you
0: <laughs> wow thank you so much unfortunately our time is up we have to end the episode and i just want to give a shout out to all the women in the world amazing women in whatever career school anything thank you for your existence and thank you for fighting and surviving this far. And lastly, I want to say thank you to you, Mary, for coming to the podcast and sharing with us. I hope she'll be back another time so that we can discuss other topics now that we've learned about her life a bit and what she's all about. Please make sure you go and check out Conversations with Mary G on Instagram. I'll be linking her Instagram on our description. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.